I've, I've just got, you, you just know. went in there and made it rain. Yeah, I've got Enthcast money. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I've got. Yes. <laughs> Which means zero. You're listening to the Enthcast. I'm Josh. I'm JD. And this is episode 32. 32. I feel like we're, I feel like this is getting out of hand. <laughs> I feel like it's going to be a reach to tie 32 to something. 32 is my age. Well, there you go. So and we're done. We, yeah, Moving there it on. Is. 32 <laughs> is, is what we've reached. And that's my age. So yay. Well, well let's oh, hang on now. 32. Hmm. Are we going to go for like basketball numbers? Or no, something? I was we just talked about sports that 32 before. is divisible by eight. Yes. Four times. Four times. And since the main topic of tonight is the TV show Sense8, mm-hmm. can you really call that TV? I think you ought to call it TV. What else would you call it? Well, it's not broadcast, but... It's not broadcast television. It's internet television. They call it television. It's in the TV category. Don't you think? But if I bought a TV guide, it wouldn't be in the TV guide. No, but I think if you bought it on... Because it's not broadcast. If you bought it on DVD at Target, it would be in the TV section, I would think. Is it already on DVD? Oh, I doubt it. I don't know. What, <laughs> would, what would be the point? You can stream it right now. And we have. Yeah, we have. Which is why we're going to talk about it. Agreed. Okay. But it's been pirated almost as many times as it's been watched on Netflix, is what uh, I was reading. Well, hang on. Let's see. 32 uh, divisible by 8... Four times, which is the minimum number of people needed for a sex scene in Sense8, I think. Well, a lot of voyeurism (laughs) in Sense8. Like, someone's having sex, everybody's like, hey, I want to get down on that. I think that just speaks to what people are really into. Huh. I just like to watch, is is what they're saying. I'm not talking about me. About the synth eight. Did you ever see the movie Being There with uh, Peter Sellers? Did not. It. I want to say it was like in the late seventies, early eighties. He played a butler, if I'm not mistaken, Mm -hmm. and he was a little. He had something. He had something going on. So he was a little slow, I guess. Oh, okay. I was trying to think of the right terminology. Not the terminology I would have used when I was a kid. No, no, uh, you, you don't want to. No, we're not saying that. I mean, we don't always be PC, but that's something <laughs> we should be PC about. I would yeah, think. absolutely. Anyway, he one of his pastimes he watched television, mm-hmm. and so he shortened it up to "I like to watch," mm-hmm. and people misconstrued that sediment from time to time. Nice. And he got himself self invited to things that he wasn't quite sure he should be. Invited. So we went to a lot of furry conventions. That's <laughs> yes. what you're saying. Yes. Like, just wear your panda costume and stand in the corner. And if anybody comes up to you, just say, I'm just here to watch. <laughs> Peter Sellers, though. Absolutely. A genius. A master. Mm-hmm. So, uh, well, you know, Sense8, I guess, is really what we're going to talk about, right? That, is yes, there anything that. else? Did we, we didn't get any Twitter questions, did we? No, that's okay, though. Uh, I did want to say thank you to everyone for... You know, did we already say thank you? To what? Uh, to everyone for listening to our Jurassic World 
we, episode. We did last week, but did we? more people have listened Even this week. Even more. In fact, it is the most listened to episode. Of the Nth Cast. Of the Nth Cast, and we appreciate just it. Just goes to show that people love dinosaurs. They do love dinosaurs. How could you not love dinosaurs? Have you seen Jurassic World yet? I have not yet. What the fuck is wrong with you? I am, <laughs> I'm just going to keep saying that I know, every I'm, week. I'm planning on going this weekend. Uh, I'm a, okay. I have a lot of free time because oh, it's Fourth of July weekend, so I don't have to work. So okay, I'm gonna see that and a couple other movies. Uh, did we get any Twitter questions? I don't think we did because uh, I put out there that uh, if anyone had any questions or comments on Sense Eight, we had one question. Remember what was that from the Podfellas? Oh, go ahead. They asked if there was a lot of kung fu. <laughs> and, Knowing those guys and listening to their show, I don't know how serious they were being. Oh, no, not they weren't serious at all. So, I mean, I can tell you the answer. First of all, it's New Zealand. It's, it's, it's minimal. There's a little kung fu. There's one character that knows kung fu. So then, in turn, all eight of them know kung fu at certain times. But there's not a ton of kung fu that I've seen so far. Well, I, I think my response was appropriate. I don't... Uh, it's like, if by kung fu you mean something else yeah then yes, yes every scene yeah. every scene it's filthy with kung fu <laughs> so much kung fu it's, it's not filthy. it's not kung fury the, the show is dripping with kung fu yeah. oh it's dripping with something <laughs> that's true well and we were going to talk about other movies oh, slash tv right, shows right. that uh, were a little bit of a mind mind bending okay. mind bending god thank you for PCing that up for me mind because that's bending. not that's not what i was going to say dr mindbender was one of my favorite uh uh, characters uh, on GI mm. Joe, just because really? yeah, because he was just a. That's an interesting favorite character. But well, Destro was my favorite, of course, but uh, mm. he was better than Cobra Commander. Cobra Commander sucked. Everybody's better than Cobra Commander. Oh, God. Uh, Who, yeah. so mind bending TV or movies? I you got your movies. list. Yeah. I've got my list. I only did movies to. Oh, that's fine. I that's mean, fine. there's plenty of mind bending TV, but I just wanted to stick to movies. Okay. Um, speaking of mind bending, I'm, you know what? I'm going to just jump into this. Do it. I had some jack leg. <laughs> some jack. What is this? What are we calling this? Tweet up? Tweet oh, up. Oh, is that what we're calling? I don't know. Where'd that come from? Tristan. Right. Oh, well, you should talk about Tristan for a little bit. I like his, he's got my favorite Twitter handle. Anarchaeologist. So if you like. Anarchy. If you like anarchy and you like archaeology, mm-hmm. then you'll love and archaeologists. Yeah, and he he tweeted us a bunch of questions about our last episode. Oh, Jesus. And I've... made us feel like we, we didn't know what we were talking about, which uh, we were aware of. I, I was like, oh, all my Michio Kaku uh, novel or, or books are upstairs, and I can't run up there to get them <laughs> right. to answer these right. questions on time travel. Right. I, I... This is Twitter. <laughs> this is Twitter. I don't know. Yeah. I don't have time no, to but look we, it up and cheat. We appreciated him listening and tweeting us and you know, just a good dialogue that we had with the guy, which was interesting and fun. To, Absolutely. I've to n- talk to other people about it instead of just us. I've never had anyone live tweet us as they were listening to the podcast, and that was pretty cool. It was cool. We appreciated and it. And I loved his questions, and mm-hmm. some of them were very challenging. Truly. Uh, just uh, disclaimer, we, we're, we're not scientists or scientific in any way. And actually, truth be told... Last week's episode is really not my favorite out of all of them because instantly, the minute we we hit stop, I thought of like at least five things. It's like, oh God, I wanted to talk about sure. that too. But we, but that's the point of Inside Out, and it's hard for us just, with 
I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut no, you off. Okay. It's hard for us, you know, we have time constraints. Uh, you know, some people sometimes I can some people can't listen to a three hour podcast and most people don't want to do a three hour podcast on Inside Out. I feel like we did a good job of introducing the topic and the plot and kind of some of the thoughts we had about it, but which was good about Tristan um tweeting us because there was other topics that we got to touch on and talk about, which yes. I enjoyed. So if you if you want to go back and live tweet us while you listen to it, we would. I feel like we're better prepared this time around. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and uh, check out uh, Tristan's podcast. And he, absolutely, he's uh, on Twitter at uh, an archaeologist mm-hmm. and uh, sharp guy, very sharp guy. And he's instantly, uh, uh, well, his intelligent quote, intelligence quotient is off the chart instantaneously because he's in the UK. Yes, so there's that. He's a leg up on us already. <laughs> But what were you going to say about Twitter? Oh, oh, that's right. Yeah. This jack leg. <laughs> With a, our tweet up. Tweeting me. i got to find this now. I'm going to scroll through, through here. You get so, oh, many, so many tweets. I don't even know who the, I don't even know who this guy is. Not worth mentioning. And you know what? I, I don't feel like shaming him. No. So I'm just going to call him Barry. 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 Good old Barry. This guy, Barry. What did Barry do? He, uh, and actually it's funny. Uh, okay, so here it is. He he, uh, not direct message, but he tweeted me directly. Shaq <laughs> uh, uh, should play Dark Side in the first Justice League film. Spread the word. Really, I'm just gonna let you kind of let that marinate just a little bit. And and while you're marinating on that, I actually go to his Twitter profile and let's see. I'm a handful of people he tweeted that he like copied and pasted. He tweeted it to, uh. Well, he tweeted it to Shaq. Did Shaq tweet him back? No, he did not. And he tweeted it to The Rock. And he tweeted it to me. I'm not sure how... Well, well, I mean, that's the trifecta right there. That is quite... <laughs> quite. Wait, what? Quite a group. You were in some how, high standing there, we, buddy. How was this work? Shaq, The Rock, and you. Maybe it was just like I, ladder, ladder step down, uh, height-wise. It was just... 7, yeah. 2, 6, 4, 5, 7. I just... I'm just going to close my eyes and just stab in the dark and hope I hit pay dirt. That's what this is. And, you know, he's probably accomplished his goal because we're talking about it. Uh, probably. But. Probably. We're not talking about it in a positive. Or are we? Are you talking about it in a positive light? Um, Probably not. Oh, okay. I mean, I don't want to go on about it, but I tweeted. I mean, I, I retweeted it because I thought it was hilarious. I'm like, okay, <laughs> thanks, dude. I, I needed that. I needed to laugh today. Uh, but it didn't stop there. Oh no, 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 oh, no. Oh, he no, kept no. after it. Oh no, it went out. He's like, uh, no, like James Earl Jones was not the uh, body of Dar- and I'm, I'm going to read this verbatim. Okay. I'm not paraphrasing mm-hmm. it. I'm not James Earl Jones was not body of Darth Vader. I believe he can do the reverse. So Shaq just be the body and someone else be and, the voice. Hang on. There's more. Okay. And he dwarfs the other actors that what you want if Kirby was alive, he would someone who can pull this off. Kurt, I guess Jack Kirby. I guess. And you know, I mean, that makes sense. Sure. Uh, yeah. I, obviously, I mean, did, did Kirby create Dark Side? I can't. I don't remember. I, I mean, ugh. we should look that up. We should know that. 
Should we know that? So while we listen to the train, it's a beautiful train. <laughs> Maybe they don't hear it. <laughs> I think they do. It's well, that's your fault for living next to the train tracks. You need to live on the right side of the tracks. Oh, I need to live on any side of the tracks. Right. Just not next to the tracks. Uh, but okay. But what do you think about Shaq playing Dark Side? I don't think Shaq should be in any movie again ever. But wait, you can have a seven foot guy who have appearance of the character you bring to the big screen. There's so many s- tall actors. There's there's plenty of actors who are tall. Like the guy in 300 in the battle scene for the Immortals. That dude is massive. He could be Dark Side or even the Mountain. I don't think he's quite seven feet tall, but he's close enough and he has acting experience. Shaq, the only movie he was anyway halfway decent in was Blue Chips. Do you remember that movie? Barely. I feel like we've That's talked Nick about Nolte. Yeah, I feel like we've talked about Blue Chips before on this. Oh, uh, you know, we may have. But. That's the we only. Have. That's the only thing that he has any, because he's playing a basketball player. Yeah, he was playing himself. Exactly, he was playing a dude that had very little coaching, just a lot of raw talent, but no refining. Okay, great. Yeah, that's Shaq. Shaq can do that. That's like Eminem in Eight Mile. I'm gonna play myself. I can do that. <laughs> you know. So, so I suggested. Well, why don't you? Why not just go the CGI route like mm. we did with Thanos? Because well, you, you would have to anyway. Well, I think so. I mean, it's dark side. Yeah, you could. I mean, <laughs> come on. You know, come on. Do that with practical effects. Really? And makeup. We're going to. No. Yeah. Come on. Uh, he's like, and his response to that was it would be like if you've seen Rocky 3 versus a CGI Mr. T. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? I pity this fool. <laughs> this guy's hilarious. What, what is going on here? <laughs> we need to have him on the show. <laughs> People are going to want to see a. Close-up physical fight. But Shaq isn't in any good shape anymore. The dude's, what, 45, 50? Oh, I don't know. It, I, it, it doesn't Whatever. matter. It doesn't matter. Get, I, you I, get good old yeah. Barry. Yeah, Thanks. Barry's good for a laugh. Thanks, Barry. We appreciate you. We appreciate you tweeting us <laughs> <Dark> something. <side. laughs> Shut it. Whatever. Did Jack Kirby create Dark Side? I don't know. We'll, I feel like I should look that up. Keep talking. Okay, what well, do you I'll want me to, what do you want me to talk about? I don't now? know. Talk about I don't know. What'd you what'd you do this week? What I do Something. I haven't done much this week. No dead air. Make it interesting. No dead okay. Well Be interesting. Be interesting. I'm always interesting, but I feel like you're putting me on the spot. I, I really, am putting you on the I spot. I haven't done much this week. Um what did I do this week? I went to this weird video game store where all they sell is like old school video games. And let me tell you something about old school video games. You can make so much money with old school video games. I had no idea this, the market that was out there. Cause there's like boxes for Nintendo 64 games that are worth like five, $600 just for the box. That's crazy to me. That's dumb. Crazy to me. That's dumb. Worth more than like original Nintendo games. Or SNES games, but if you have like a box or some of the rare games from Nintendo 64, you can get $600 just for a cardboard box. So, but it was a cool little shop and the guy seemed nice enough. And so, whatever. I didn't buy anything. I didn't sell anything. You didn't buy anything. No, I didn't. Bullshit. Whatever. I'm not into video games like that. You know, you got money laying around. Yeah. I've, I've just got, you, you just know, went in there and made it rain. Yeah. I've got Nthcast money. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I've got. Yes. <laughs> Which means zero. Zero. I feel like we're in the red and we'll probably always be in the red. So I enjoy red. Would you like to know who created Dark Side? I am waiting with anticipation and bated breath. Jack Kirby. No. So son of a bitch, Barry. <laughs> so he had he had his facts right. Yeah, you know Just, what? And shame on us. 
Why is I don't feel us? like I'm a proper nerd. No, I should no, have no, known no, that. No, no, I don't. No, mm. I knew that Kirby. Hey, but did, I is knew Dark Kirby... Side one of your guys? No. Okay. No, but he seems he... pretty passionate about Dark Side. That's true. But I know Dark Side's up there uh, as far as super villains and or villains in general. No, you think well, so? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I don't even like. I don't want to get into a super villain <laughs> talk, but I don't even know that I'd have him in my top ten. Whenever they had Darkseid on Justice League. Mm, okay. That was pretty legit. That's true. That cartoon was legit. It was. Justice League was legit. You know what was even more legit? Tell me. Batman. Yeah. From the, the 90s. The cartoon? Oh, gosh. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. I still like the animation in that a lot oh, better than God, the animation yes. now. Yeah. All right. So... <clears throat> So after we got we're that done, out of our system, yeah, and we've done our bait and switch where we said we'd talk about Sense Eight, and then you know, 30, no, we're gonna talk about thirty Sense8. minutes later. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna get a one star review for lying. <laughs> Did you let it go. Just kidding. I'm let just it kidding. go. I'm kidding. All right. Uh, so where do we want to start? Sense Eight is uh, well. I guess I'll just go right into it. Is a uh, series on Netflix. Netflix original. Netflix original. Which they're doing a lot of good series. Netflix. They are actually, and they're... it is the Wachowskis. Yes, can't yeah. say. I almost said brothers. Well, that's just because of because the Matrix. Because I have a uh, I have a, a DVD on the shelf that says that. Right. So well, it's from the Matrix. Just, yeah. So. Um, well, it's actually it's from the Wachowskis and uh, uh, J, was it J. Michael Stru- yes. Straczynski? Straczynski. Mm-hmm. I can never say his name correctly. Well, it's one but of I've those. I've been a fan of his for a it's while. It's one of those weird Polish names with like eighteen vowels and and no con. I mean, eighteen consonants and no, <laughs> no vowels. vowels. Yeah. Are you familiar with his work? Uh, not. Babylon, I probably would Babylon be. Babylon Five. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Babylon Five. Uh, did a lot of TV. Did a lot of comic books too. Did a good run on Spider Man. Okay. Yeah. I'm not real good with names. Like, if you tell me that like, he did this, I'm like, oh, this and I can do that. But names are not something, are not my strong suit. Okay. So we actually contemplated peeling this out and doing it like mini episodes. Mm-hmm. But for me, that's before I watched it. Yeah. We'll get into that a little bit. Um, I appreciate what the Wachowskis are doing, um, uh, like in their body of work, mm-hmm. What I is what I mean by that. Uh, a fan of their work. Sure. Maybe not all of it. Certainly not all of it. But uh, this is uh, a 12-episode series, a season mm-hmm. one on mm-hmm. Netflix mm-hmm. now. I personally got through the first three. Mm-hmm. How many did you get in? Four. Four? And I agree with you. Go ahead. I'm a, I, 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 I don't want to steal your thunder. I, I, um, I'm not so sure I'm going to watch anymore. The first three were a struggle. I'm not going to lie, because I felt like it, it took three hours and you didn't get anything. They were, you did a little bit of a backstory, but they didn't give you anything about the plot and how these people are kind of linked together and the abilities that they now have. So let, let's, yeah, we, See, I think we need to talk about yeah. that a little bit. Um, yeah. Episode four is when that, when you really got it something. Take off? It doesn't take off. But it's when you really finally get some answers and be like, what the fuck is going on? Okay. And they kind of give you some idea of what's actually happening. So episode one does start off, I think, on a good note. You've got Daryl Hannah. Yes. Uh, you've got the dude from Lost. Naveen Andrews. In which I'm thinking, okay, this might be okay. This might, he's this a, might work. That dude's a badass. Uh, she is obviously 
having an episode mm-hmm. uh, in pain. She's dying. She, yeah, harshly. Well, and I think the more you get into it, I don't think she's dying. I think what she's doing is she's in labor. And oh, they did mention that because, because she birthed. She's she's the one who birthed all eight of those people. So it's a psychic birth. Kind of. Is that what that is? Yeah, she bur- she burst the eight people, the sense eight, which is the I forget what they call it, like a group or whatever. It's another word for group. Group <laughs> cluster. Uh, yeah, whatever what it is. Use? I forget what they clearly use. a sci-fi series. Mm-hmm. Very much a sci-fi series, but and, only in theme, mm-hmm. not in practicality. At least, right? At least not yet. I mean, in the first three episodes, I didn't see anything, and I, maybe we'll get into that a little mm-hmm. bit more. I didn't. I didn't sense that there was any uh, real, not time travel, but uh, it's spatial not- displacement. People being in pla- two places at once. I didn't really sense that 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 was a real thing, other than what was in their mind. Right. Well, so, it's yeah. They anyway. They can be in their normal place, but then they'll trans kind of transport, and then they're in. They take the place of someone else's body, and that they kind of talk about that in episode four. When they're like, you can use other people's abilities as long as they let you into their mind. It's like you become them and you can use those abilities. Um, you can use your abilities in their body. So I feel like we're kind of putting the cart before the horse Truly. a little bit here. Uh, the whole premise of this show is that you've got a collection of eight individuals, individuals who are connected in some way. Uh, clearly some sort of psychic connection mm-hmm. where they can feel things from each other and mm-hmm. not just one thing, but everything, mm-hmm. everything they're the, mentally it, linked completely. Yeah. So it feels like the broad, the completely broad spectrum of human emotion, mm-hmm. which is a, which is an interesting thought. I True. do like that. I, th- I do like the theme. I do like the, that element. I think it's ambitious that fits in with the Wachowski's, career truly that's what, does, they, yeah. that's what they do um they don't uh, so i can appreciate that uh but you know watching that first episode uh, there'll be spoilers obviously so spoiler alert i don't mm-hmm. think it really spoils anything because within the first what five minutes ten minutes daryl hannah's putting a gun in her mouth and blowing her head off right and that's when she gives birth to all eight of them yeah and so i don't think she's dead dead you don't uh, think so no i i think I mean, if it is, it's kind of like a... I think she is dead, dead. You think so? Yeah, because it seemed like there was that guy, the bad guy that walked in right after she, when she was trying to kill herself, Mm -hmm. who was trying to maybe use her for his own purposes and stuff like that. And so she probably killed herself because she wasn't in any state to fight him off at that point. Okay. But I don't know. Well, and and she saw her. Uh, what is? I don't even know the character's name, but it, was it Saeed? The yeah, Saeed and Jonas. Yeah, Jonas. Naveen yeah. Andrews. But his name is Jonas in this. That's yes, right. It is. He is cool as hell. I'm just gonna say that I like. He's him. Cool, except for his Bollywood movies, but I'm not a fan of Bollywood. You're not? No. Why not? I've just never been into Bollywood. Okay. There's some good ones. I oh, have to. Okay. I have can, to show you my. Collection. You can educate me on. I have Bollywood. to show you my DVD collection. Please do so. Uh. Well, they they make up messed up movies like this. Of course they do. Knock off a Spider-Man and anyway. Like the uh, adult film industry, just knockoffs. Yes. Okay. Uh, Obviously, he was there with her, but the way that they shot the scene, 
that you you know they turn the camera it's kind of rotating around he's not there and but you see him and then you don't see him and so mm-hmm. that was kind of weird and kind of took me out of the whole element i was trying to figure out what's going on there there appears to be some kind of rules around how people appear to each other yes but in the first three episodes it wasn't really made clear Mm -hmm. uh what maybe those rules are and Mm -hmm. that's okay i don't need to know but i don't know there's just a lot of stuff about it even in these first three episodes it just didn't work for me and i'm again i'm not sure if i'm going to continue to watch it um it's just a lot. There wasn't much that happened in the first episode other than uh, Daryl Hannah's character committing suicide. So the first episode didn't pique your interest enough to watch anymore? Well, I mean, obviously I watched two more. Well, I figured that. It's just, it did you only so do that for, for our show? Like, if you, Probably. If you, I probably would have turned okay. it off. Cause I mean, I was, I was intrigued because, you know, I, I, I see people talking about it. I hear some of the reviews. I respect the Wachowskis, so. Yeah. Um, I'm going to maybe look past that first hour. You're going to give it, okay. Yeah, try everything twice, gonna, right? <laughs> yes. Is that our new tagline now? That's always been my life motto. Oh, goodness me. Try everything twice. Well, let me tell you what I thought about the first sure. few. Like, I agree with you. The first three were really slow because I feel like they didn't give you enough information. And I get that it's a television series and you've got 12 episodes. You've got 12 hours to tell your story rather than, you know, a two-hour movie. But I, f- I really feel like there was a lot of, hey, you can do this all of a sudden, but there was no explanation behind what it was. And it, the people only kind of what it is. In, in episode four, they explain to you that it's called Visiting. When you can, you go and you're kind of a voyeur. You're looking and seeing what other people are experiencing, and you can either be there next to them, like you're both there together, or you can take over their body, which is something different. It's called hosting. And hmm. when you're hosting, you can use your. It's like you're in charge, and what you do takes over for what the other person is, and they're kind of secondary and you're primary in their body and their position. But they didn't explain any of that. You just saw it kind of happening and occurring in different. It was only when they were really in trouble or when they see something that they thought was awesome or it was it was hard to tell how they could control it. And I guess being newborns, technically newborns, they mm. don't know how to control it. But that's what uh, Jonas was trying to do. He was with, oh, I forget the character's name. It doesn't matter. Um, doesn't matter. Yeah, that's true. It doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. <laughs> the, the one, the, the, it feels almost like the main character, the cop in Chicago. He t- Jonas talked to him, right? And he told he in episode four really started to explain to him like this is what you're doing, this is how you do it, and this is how you can control things. And like th- apparently, there's more than one group of eight out there because Naveen Andrews is in a different group, and he's like, with all of our groups, if you meet someone in a different group face to face, you can visit them, and we can talk and have conversations from far, far away just with our psychic link. But you can only go in someone else's body if they're in your own group. Ooh, which they explained. That's interesting. And they actually use it in um, the fourth episode because the one girl, uh, Numi, I think is her name. Mm-hmm. Numi is being operated on against her will because she has some oh. crazy thing going on in her brain where her brain is fusing together, which I think is a pa- product of, of the, yeah. the Sense8 thing. And so they're holding her against her will. 
and they're going to operate on her. And he takes over her body and frees her from handcuffs because she's chained to the bed. They're about to perform surgery on her. He takes over her body, frees her from the handcuffs, and gets her out of the hospital in time to save her life, which I thought, like, oh, okay, that makes sense that they can use it that way. And then in episode three, the bus driver, Van Damme, <laughs> he... That is the sweetest thing so far. <laughs> yeah, that is I pretty sweet. I will admit that's, that's pretty cool. He, of course, goes to... He's getting medicine for his mom, and he goes to a bad part of town because he needs money. And so he gets held up, and they steal his mom's medicine. And he chases him down and then uses the cop's ability to shoot. And then the, um, the kung fu son, lady. the kung fu lady, uses her kung fu abilities to just beat the dog shit out of some people. So did you feel like... Um, that felt very reminiscent of the Matrix, though, to me when I was watching that, mm-hmm. because the way it was, not necessarily the way it was intercut, but just the concept, I felt it was not too close to be derivative, like completely knockoff, but it felt very similar because Neo could then download uh, different types of kung fu. Uh, he could learn anything by downloading it. And it was almost instantaneous that this knowledge that you had, uh, and that's what it felt like they were doing when they would be able to leverage one of the other seven's uh, ability uh, in in that moment. And I I thought it was kind of cool, but I was like, also, it kind of, honestly, there, that I think that's part of the thing for me that's not working is there's things that are taking me out of the story. Yes. So I get the slow burn. I get that. I get you maybe want to try to tell a a, a story differently than mm-hmm. maybe that's been done before. I appreciate that. Now, I'll sit here and say I can appreciate something, but it doesn't mean I like it, right? Well, yeah, you don't have to like it. No. I so, certainly don't think this is for everyone. No, and, 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 so, and there's a lot going on. I mean, this is probably not a show that I would want uh, my – I mean, I wouldn't tell my mom. No, 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 no. So um, – but because there's those kind of elements in it, there's a lot of uh, things that are borderline overt that don't serve just the character. It's I feel like some of it's make trying to make a statement. Again, I don't have a problem with that. Do what you want to do. Tell sure, the story sure. you want to tell. Yeah. If I don't like it, guess what? I'm not gonna watch. I it. don't have to look at it. Right. I can look at something else. Right. And it's very. And I don't need to get up on Twitter. Yeah. And complain about it. It's very popular with yeah. with fans. Not so much with reviewers, yeah. but with fans, it's really highly rated. Absolutely, and that's great. I don't care. But right. what I do care about is not being taken out of the story. And this could be more me than anything else. So I want to be clear about that. That's something I think sometimes we don't consider when something is not for us. We want us going poo-poo, uh, right, right, whatever right. the uh, uh, TV show or movie or book or whatever it is, when maybe we're the problem. Well, but that that's okay. It, it, you have to hear me out. No, I, I'm going to hear you out. So it's little things that irritate me. Like they're all over the world. All yeah. over the world, they're t- eight different places. They could not have picked eight more diverse people if they tried. I know, I know, and I get that, and I appreciate that. But what I didn't like is that they all spoke English, and but they speak other languages too. Well, yeah, but to me, it's like if you're in remote locations, I, I don't have a problem reading subtitles, and that wouldn't have taken me out of the story. No, no, no. I felt that would have been more true to the characters and the story overall. Sure. I understand it was probably a choice. 
just for, for filming purposes. It was jarring to me because here I'm trying to assimilate this concept of people living very different lives and realities, mm-hmm. but yet I'm watching them all speak English. English. And yeah. it, I don't know. Maybe I'm just being nitpicky, but it just... Well, part of me thinks that Daryl Hannah's character had a say in who became a part of the group. Okay. And I don't know if that's true because I haven't watched all the way through. Okay. Uh, and disclaimer for everybody listening. We have neither one of us have watched all the way through. No. So we're just talking about the first few. Episodes. Why do we need to disclaim that? Well, I just want to make sure <laughs> that people know that we haven't seen all the way oh, through okay. and haven't seen the conclusion of the well, series because it could point. it could get way better. Yeah, and if uh if someone wants to tweet me and say you, you don't know what you're missing. Right. Uh, I mean, I'm going to finish it. I watched the first four yeah, and episode okay. episode 4 I w- I would not have. If I had stopped at episode three like you, I would not have seen it. But episode four actually w- was enough to get me to go because I felt but here's my beef my main beef with the story, and I said it I said I think I said it like ten minutes ago. It just took way too long to get started. Hmm. There is no reason for a three hour prelude. There is no reason. There's so much you can do in three hours. And I felt like and I think you and I talked about this, I felt like they could have done it like lost where you focus on one character for maybe an episode or or half the episode, but they've got eight characters that they're trying to do a backstory for all through the first three episodes, and it's too much. It's just too much. I feel like one at a time you could go through them and introduce the their new abilities and their powers, and then like you one at a time, like you do a half an hour with one person, and then they psychically link to another person. And you do a half hour with that person, and you could run through it so much quicker than they did because you have very little backstory, you have very little idea of what they're capable of doing and what on earth they're going to try to accomplish, or if there's even an enemy. Like you have no idea what they're fighting against now. It's like there's no villain. There was that guy at the beginning, but you don't know if he's trying to find these eight people. I guess you assume that, but you have no idea. He was after Daryl Hannah. We know that. Yeah, but it was like, what? what is the point? But we don't need, at that point in the series, we didn't even know. I mean, we thought we knew because her and this Jonas character were lovers or appeared to, appeared to be. But really, that could have gone either way. Sure. Right? So... I don't know. Yeah. And th- You're right. I, yeah. That's kind of my maybe if it's like it's who like they up against. Yeah, who are they up against? What are they trying to do? Is you have no idea what the point is. And cuz it kind of feels like the point and I know I've read I've read a couple articles of what they were trying to accomplish and they wanted to focus on a sci-fi that talked about issues that maybe are missed in other sci-fis, which is great. Hmm. I think that's great, but you got to have a story, you got to have a plot, you got to have a you got to have a villain or some goal. And at this point, four episodes into the series, you have no idea what the goal is. No idea what they're trying to accomplish. Well, uh, actually there was a dude that tweeted me earlier today uh at @specter_vision. Uh he said, "I I finished the season, I dug it." And uh, I was like, well, does it get better? I just can't get into it. And he said, I started to dig the personal stories of all the characters. But for me, this was after episode three. Oh, so there you go. So you saying that, this is not the first one. I think I've seen this in other places, too. It seems the consensus seems to be that this series doesn't pick up until after episode three. That's not cool. And I think 
I think maybe they're taking advantage of the Netflix here because if you did that on network television, they would cancel the shit out of your show. So you think that it's a product uh, potentially of this binge mentality? We yeah. release the season all at once, and you know you're more likely to overlook it because you can just burn through it uh, or power through to to get to the end, which most people are going to do anyway. Whereas on network TV, you've just wasted three weeks. Yes. And I agree. A, a potentially another instead of an afternoon nine. Right, right. Huh. So I I'm definitely gonna check it out and I'm gonna watch the next two episodes for sure and see if okay. Because I feel like it's starting to take off and like there's definitely more interest they but there's been so much backstory set up. I have no idea how they can resolve all of it in in eight episodes. And they probably won't. I mean, probably not. I don't. What, I don't what know do you think? The, I mean, the likelihood of it having a second season is probably pretty strong. But what's think. funny is most Netflix series are picked up like within one or two weeks after they're released if they have a really strong thing, and this hasn't been it picked hasn't up for season two yet, yet huh. which has me nervous for it. Huh. Yeah, but I think it's okay. I don't know. I can agree with you that I'm not sure that I like the show, um, and that I'm a big, big fan. I think it's good idea and it, like the Wachowskis, you know, some, some of their things are good ideas and maybe they miss the mark. <laughs> are you talking about Jupiter ascending? What a piece of hot, <laughs> hot fucking garbage, man. I still can't believe I saw that movie in the theater. I mean, I know why I saw it in the theater, but I wish I had seen a different movie in the theater. No, I, I got you. I, you know, honestly, I haven't seen it yet. Don't. I, no, actually I am going to see it. Why? No, I'm going to see it. Because I want to see the world. I want to see the world they created. Well, it's not just the world, it's a universe. No, well, even better. Yeah. We don't get to see a lot of that that's original to a film. Sure. So I I, I want to I want to experience that. Okay. So. And I mean, I think my main beef with Jupiter Ascending is just the actors. I mean, no. I, I like Mila Kunis, but Channing Tatum. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't believe him in this movie at all. I didn't. And then Sean Sean Bean or whatever his name is, you know, he didn't die in this movie. Spoiler alert! Oh, so really? No, didn't die. Oh. You thought he was dead. Wow! You totally thought he was dead, and then he comes <laughs> back later, and he's not Sweet. dead. But the, like the guy who played the main villain, I just wanted to uh, smack Eddie him. Raymond, in the, Redmayne? Yeah, I mean, he just had this weird tone about the way he was talking, and I'm just uh, like, I'm gonna stab hey, you. People and, experiment; it doesn't always work. Truly. And maybe that's what this is. Uh, you know, I can still appreciate it. There were some scenes in there again that that took me out, uh, like the guy, the thief, uh, when he's in. Was it a gay club? Was it or what kind of club was it? Because he was surrounded by other dudes, like right, like in the first episode. When oh he's yeah, doing yeah, it, yeah, yeah. I was like, it immediately thought of the rave scene. I think in, in Blade. And no, in Matrix. Was it Revolutions? Which they did the big scene? rave scene in the cave, like the yes. cave raid scene. Yeah, I was like, "Oh, here we go!" Right, another rave scene. We are going to fight. Uh, and then the uh, the the what I would consider the sherbet uh, popsicle stick. Yeah, uh, yeah. Let's not even get into the specifics yeah, of that. Exactly. Scene. If you've seen it, you know what we're talking about. All I'm saying is that uh, the liquid should have been more viscous. <laughs> For my liking, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I, I, a little you, too watery. You, you may want to go see it. You may want to see a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know what? I'm going to let you experience it. Let 
convince me that it's right. worth my time. I'm, I don't think I'm going to put any more time in. I think, my, here's my opinion. Right. It's worth you checking out and forming your own opinion. That's what I think. I don't think you should not watch it. I think you should look at it because it's not for everybody. And you might like it, you might hate it. And that's I think that's pretty much everything, though. But neither one of us can give it a sterling recommendation. No. But I would certainly recommend you checking it out yourself and seeing how you feel about it. If you're long-suffering and can and can sure. power through if three got, hours. If you've got a Saturday to kill <laughs> with nothing to do, this, you know, you spend the th- you know, first four hours and see if you want to finish it, for sure. But I can't appreciate its elements of mind-bending, right? So yes. that oh. said... Oh, you got to get your list? Yes. Oh, get your list. We've got our mind. Get your list ready. Do we want to talk about any of the other Wachowski movies, or you want to go ahead? Well, I think at least one of them can fit into the mind-bending category. Truly? Right. So, I'll let you talk about that one. Okay. Uh, Well, so we thought that we would come up with, uh, you know, a list, because I know that you're fond of lists. I am. You are fond of lists. You know, I work with numbers and accounting, (laughs) so... That's what we do lists. We list things. I wanted to talk about mind-bending TV or movies, and I think we're probably going to lean more toward movies for whatever reason. I mean, we, I, can, I can throw a TV show in there. Oh, easy. yeah, absolutely. I mean, The Prisoner is a good example of mind-bending television. Or Fringe or Lost. Oh, absolutely. Lo- oh. I think Lost. I think Lost is what Sense8 wishes it could be. Yeah, but Lost did it so much better. Yeah. And I, you know what? I ca- I cared about the characters. How so could far, you, so three, I just don't care. How could you not about the care about char- those characters? I know. Like, what they had happen to them was so much more traumatic than just having a psychic link with someone else. Yeah. And you're stranded on an island fighting for survival. And none of those people had a happy life and lost. I mean, you look yeah, back at their past. That's true. You're like, this is the most depressing, sad <laughs> oh. group of people that you've you ever put killed, on a plane. How have you not killed yourself after all this? I mean, when you look at... I can't think of one that had a happy story. I really can't. I don't, I don't, I don't, think, that, I don't think they did. Nope. So there's that. Uh, so for me, uh, The Matrix is definitely high on the list of mind-bending movies. You're talking yeah. one or two or three or all of them. Oh, top three. No, top I'm three talking, for me. I'm oh, talking, let me set the stage. I'm sorry. I... Movies that had like an, a, 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 a very personal effect mm. on us. Sure. Because there's a lot of movies that could be on the list. Um, so many. That, I mean, any David Lynch movie, any David Cronenberg movie. Uh, yeah. I mean, those are just mine. Those are just blow your mind. But, you know, not everything is mind bending just because of the weird stuff that's happening on the screen some things can be very subtle uh you know psycho i, can, I would say that's very mm-hmm. mind-bending well I mean, just any any movies that you actually technically that have like a twist ending right uh that can really anything that makes you question what you just saw and thought that you believed about the story mm-hmm. that you were just watching and that can happen in horror sci-fi thrillers any not, genre any genre mm-hmm. not so much comedy because, you know... Yeah, that comedies really, are pretty straightforward. It doesn't really work. Yeah, you don't see many twist endings in a rom-com. Yeah, and, and not that The Matrix has a twist ending, but just the concepts, uh, the concept of re- reality, and and are we really free? Do we really have free will? 
uh, you know, waking up and and seeing the world as it really as is it instead really, of what you imagine it to be. Yeah, you know, and and you you start to question, well, you know, am I? Is this real? Is this real life? Right. Is this is this real? Yeah. Um, you know, anything that can make you do that, and and that was that was their second feature film. Do you remember the first time you saw that film? Yes, it was 1999. Saw it in a theater. Mm-hmm. I went to Taco Cabana beforehand, which awesome. is, uh, I don't know, if, I guess they don't have it everywhere, but it's... it's they don't. Um, it's a very Texas thing. Yeah, uh, it's Tex-Mex. They have fajitas and whatever. Cabanables. They also, they all, yes, but they also sell mar- margaritas, right? Yes, Frozen mar- And they're decent margaritas. They're not bad. The Gulp of Mexico. <laughs> yes. And you could buy... I don't know how I conned them into selling me a picture when I was there by myself. You're Usually not, that doesn't work. You have to be with other people. Well, you were old enough. No, I was old enough, but they typically won't. Well, at least they used to not, at least in the area I grew up in. Yeah, you had to prove that you were with a group of people. Exactly. Absolutely. You shouldn't be drinking this much. But I drank a whole one by myself. A whole pitcher? Met some coworkers there, and I was buzzing already. And that probably made movie watching better. It did. It's like, well, you can't watch you can't watch Pink Floyd's The Wall without being buzzed. No, it just doesn't. No, it doesn't work. It doesn't reach that that part of your psyche that it needs to uh, reach uh, when you when your conscious mind is too engaged. Let's uh, not talk about the conscious. Let's not get into any. No, 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 no. We're not going to get all Timothy Leary here. Let's not do that. Uh, <laughs> No, but I agree with you. That what's I I watched the wall the first time totally sober, and it, and I was like, "This what is sucks. This? What is this?" And then then the next time, I'm pretty sure I was tripping balls, and <laughs> um, it totally made sense to me. It's like, oh, yeah, like I get that's, it. That's a completely different movie. Is there a sniper in the woods? I don't know. Well, I, don't I mean, know. I don't know. It might be Red Team Go. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, but hey, that movie changed. How action movies were made. Nineties movie, is, by the way, it was a nineties movie. movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I bet there's going to be no eighties mind mini movies on your list. The, just yes. saying. Well, there's not going to be. It's cool. Go, go ahead. Maybe. Go on about the Matrix. Um, changed how action movies are made. Mm-hmm. Changed how effects are done. Uh, this is their second feature film. The, the first one they did was Bound, which is not a bad movie. Uh, Jennifer Tilly, Gina Gershon, mm-hmm. Joey Pants. Yeah. Good old Joey Pants. Um, and uh, actually that one was, it, it, thematically, I, I really, lo- I wouldn't say it's the best movie in the world, but Bound, Bound, okay. very, very cheap movie uh, or inexpensive but it really dealt with this concept of how we put we put ourselves in boxes, mm-hmm. right? And so it, it really it really hit those marks well, I thought. But back to the Matrix, sure. Yeah, I mean that just it changed everything. I had I had thought that I had seen it all. I didn't think that I could be wowed. I mean, I was still a kid. But, you in your 20s. You thought you'd seen it all? Well, no, but as far as movies. Sure, things, okay, yeah, yeah. You, you know, it's like, okay, everything's derivative. Nothing's really original anymore. Newsflash, the same story. There's only, you know, 
three main stories, right? Yeah. And they just get told over and over, over and over in different over ways. Again, different you change, ways. And that's yeah. fine. I get it. That's what storytelling is. But, you know, I, I think it was definitely at that point where it's like, okay, I've seen everything, whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll go see it. It looks cool. Mm-hmm. But I remember leaving going, oh, what did I just see? Absolutely. I was amazed. And I don't like to use the word amazed a lot because people use it too often. Yes. And it is a lot. Well, it hasn't lost its meaning, but they use it incorrectly. I mean, Truly. my mind was blown. Absolutely. This was a movie that was full of action, had a great story, but was also very h- highly spiritual. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just it just reached it just reached into your brain and said, "Hey, you really need to think about what how you're living mm-hmm. and." Are you living the reality that you think that you're living? Is, Truly. Is, is your life a lie or are you living the truth? Right. And I think ultimately the choice is ours, but it's still a question that are we really free? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh man, I don't even. Yeah. Yeah. And the Matrix, I, I love the movie, but I think the Wachowskis are kind of like M. Night Shyamalan in that they've ridden their that one was, success. Well, you know. The only other, the only other Wachowski's movie that's worth anything is V for Vendetta for me, and I okay. love V for Vendetta. Is that mind bending for you? No, it's not mind bending okay. at all. I was because say, it shouldn't be. Yeah. No, because it's got you know a backstory. It's based off of the book, but it's a tremendous movie, tremendous film, and Natalie Portman kills it mm. in that movie, and yeah. it's just it's really well done. But I. <laughs> I feel like since then, the Bukowski's have been like, you know what? I'm just going to take a dump on the screen and see what happens. Well, I and that, you know, that I, may be, that I may be harsh. That's a little harsh. I, harsh. I don't think I would go that far. Yeah. I think I think maybe what what's really happening is that they realize that the Matrix may have been the pinnacle. Maybe they're trying to strike gold again. I, actually, I would say the opposite. That I think that they know that they can't match that. Mm, and I don't mm, think they're actually mm. trying. Okay. It's not that they're not trying. I think they may, if they're doing anything deliberately, it's deliberately not trying to, to recreate the, uh, uh, the the original, the the first Matrix. Sure. Because I'm, I am really not a fan of the two Re- and three. A reloaded in Revolution. I, I I wouldn't. There are certain scenes in both those movies. It brings some clarity okay. to the overall story. Mm-hmm. And it does add to the overall story. The action in those is stellar. Yes, but, but other than could that. have we could we have done without either of them? Truly, absolutely. Yes, stand on its own. Neither of them take away from the original. No, which is fine mm-hmm. because there are some trilogies where actually they do bring some tarnish on it overall. And and but this is not one of those cases. Well, yeah, you can't okay. you okay. can't tarnish it. It's I, I'm I'm not sorry that I saw those, but they're not they're just not something that really you know light light my fire. Mm-hmm. Um, but what else have they done? Uh, Cloud Atlas. Cloud Actually, Atlas. I didn't see that. Was that? I saw it. It's not terrible. I mean, it's not terrible. It's not great. I don't. There's not a lot to say about that movie. Uh, it's it's yeah. I mean, I've tried to think about what I could say that's like positive about it. And it was entertaining, and it was a little bit of a, a, a think, make you think mind altering movie, but it wasn't it wasn't the Matrix. So, and it wasn't as good as V for Vendetta, better than Jupiter Ascending. But I'm not going to really go into the plot about it because I don't think it fits with what we're talking okay. about. 
So that was that's definitely on my list of mind bending, sweet, life altering. Okay, movies. For me, I'm gonna go with my. And these aren't number one through five. No, the, no, no, no. That's no. not how I'm doing this. But the no, fir- we don't need to put categorization. No, no, no. The it's first just, one, the no f- numbers. No, this is not better or worse. No. Just, the first know. one that I thought about, and it's probably one of my favorite movies, and it was mind bending the first time. And what's one thing that's disappointing about the movies after you see it once, it's not mind bending anymore. Um, is the Usual Suspects. Oh, that's on my list. I love that movie. That is a great. That and is a great and it's very mind bending. And then. You know, it's Kevin Spacey pretending to be verbal Kent, and then you, and then who is Kaiser Soze? Who is Kaiser Soze? But the performance that he does, he's like Orca fat, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. Back when I was picking coffee beans in Guatemala, I mean, we had really good coffee. This coffee's shit, but ah, oh, I mean, I was so dehydrated that my my piss was like snot. Right. Oh, that movie. God. I mean, it's a great movie even without the twist ending because you're like, who the fuck is this yeah. Kaiser Soze guy? And I don't ever want to meet him because he scares the shit out of me. And then you come to find out Agent Kuyan is looking at the board and he's like, oh my god, this guy made it all up. And then the facts comes through with the drawing and you're like, he was talking to Kaiser Soze the whole time. time. And when he's walking and he's doing his little limp and then all yes, of a sudden he, he adjusts his hand and then starts walking straight. You're like, what? What, what? just happened? Mind That's bending. A, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, give me the give me the fucking keys. Yeah. <laughs> give me the keys, you cocksucker. <laughs> <laughs> In English, please. Give me, give me the keys. <laughs> Benicio del Toro. <laughs> I mean, and any movie, Fantastic. any movie with the Baldwin. Yes. Oh gosh. Yes. <laughs> it's what it, that's yes. Steven, right? Steven yes. Baldwin. Yeah. So that was what Christopher McQuarrie. Mm. Mm-hmm. Not McQuarrie. Did I say that right? No. Is that the screenwriter? I oh Brian Singer directed it. Yes, Brian Singer directed so. it. But yeah, that's a, that was the first mind mini movie that came to mind. Okay. Sorry. Wow, we whoa, whoa, whoa. We had one we had a movie on both our lists. That is the first time that's ever happened. Is that a first? That is the first time that's is ever that the happened. the first time we agreed on the color of shit. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, there's a lot of movies. Man, my list is really long. And so I'm gonna have to pare it down. Oh, I focus on five. Uh, yeah, because I agree I, with you. You could do thirty. You easy. could. You could. And so uh I'm just gonna throw out there that I think I said earlier, anything by Cronenberg, sure. Whether it be Naked Lunch, oh, wow. uh Crash. Uh, uh, Videodrome. Oh, oh, God. Mm, I don't even want to talk about that uh, movie. Existence. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Any of those. They're all great. They are all, great. all great. Even Dead Ringers with Jeremy Anything Irons. by him is oh, worth gosh. seeing. Yeah. I would agree. Yes. I would agree. I don't think I've seen any Cronenberg movie that I didn't like. Even like some of the older stuff, like Rabbit. And, mm. uh, if you're in the mood to watch something that'll make you think, any Cronenberg is absolutely something you should watch. You know, any David Lynch, <laughs> yeah. Uh, whether it's Blue Velvet, mm. oh God, Dennis Hopper, Kyle MacLachlan, yeah, wow, all right. Um, Lost Highway, Mulholland Drive, Mulholland Drive, yeah, that's on my list. That's a crazy. Oh, movie. did I? I don't. Oh no, it's fine. Thunder, no, but... I wasn't going to talk about that one in depth because if you haven't seen Mulholland Drive, I'm not going to spoil it for. No. I, would, I wouldn't do that to you. How about Eraserhead? Oh yeah, oh. God. God, what, I forgot about that. What the movie. hell is this? Yeah, that's one of those things where it's like I, uh, I don't, I don't know if I like myself after watching this. Mm-hmm. this is, yeah. Um, but is there one you want to talk about that kind of in depth? You can say no. 
I'm just curious. Uh, well, any of those? No, I, I think because those are just, those are like standards, right? Absolutely. And did those have personal effect on me? Yeah, I think they did. Uh, but, but not as much as some of the, some other films. And okay. so I know this is going to sound goofy. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it. You're fine. But the very original planet of the apes. Did that mess with the you? Very original. When he finds out that they're on earth. Yeah. That just blew my mind and changed the way that I thought about storytelling. And, you know, this is Rod Serling. Mm-hmm. You know, and so that really one of the one of the movies that really set me down that path into getting into the uh, Twilight Zone and getting into Outer Limits and anything that had that horror tinge or sci-fi tinge, and not just like the straight fantasy sci-fi, but that stuff where things are a little weird. You know that, and I think without that, that I wouldn't have appreciated movies like John Carpenter's The Thing. Okay, you know, and and that. While not mind bending, I think these are the movies that that shaped who I am and mm-hmm. created Horror Island for me and Sci Fi Island for go. me. Were movies like that, um, you know? Because these are things. Well, my dad liked them, and my dad introduced me to those kind of things. But you know, without him and watching that original Planet of the Apes, sure. and you know, having such a Phenomenal actor in Charlton Heston, yeah. just that slow burn. You damn of like, dirty ape! Exactly, but they were still on the earth, and my young mind could not. It just, oh, it just, it it melted my brain. Mm-hmm. It melted my brain, and that had a tremendous effect on uh-huh. me, and sure. stuck with me for a really long time. Okay. I still love to watch the original. I still think it's great. Yeah. Oh yeah, I could watch the original all the time. My next one I kind of want to talk about is this movie. I feel like it's a really bad rap, and everybody I've ever told to watch it ever says they watch it and they go like, "That movie was awful," which I don't understand. It makes me not want to be friends with them anymore. But maybe I'm being a little too harsh. But it's Primer, and <laughs> most people haven't heard of Primer. I have not seen it yet. It's I know what you're talking about. So though. good. Um, Shane Carruth wrote it, directed, and was also the lead in the movie. And what's amazing about this movie, it had a budget of $7,000. What? $7,000. Which you will understand if you watch it because it looks like it was filmed on an iPhone camera. It wasn't. It was filmed on a real like handheld camera. <laughs> like wow. Like your home Seven DVD. Grand. That's Seven. cheaper than Clerks. Yeah. It's crazy how cheap wow. it was. And I mean, it hasn't made a lot of money, but I, the movie... To get, I'm not going to spoil it too much, but it's a time travel movie, and it's one of the best time travel movies I've ever seen. Is these guys invent a time travel device in their garage, and they it's like a weird loop. They they wait a minute. Are you telling our story? No, don't. We I'm don't need tell- to peel back the curtain that <laughs> right, right, far, right? <laughs> so, because some people would like for us to go ahead and finish this project so that we can go back in time and go, hey, you know what we should do? I don't know. What should we do? Not we that. should start a podcast, right? No, that no. sounds like a horrible idea. That, that's terrible. <laughs> exactly. So the main premise of the movie is they go back in time and they have, but it's weird because it's the first like time travel movie I've ever seen where they can actually see copies of themselves. So they're in seclusion. What? That What they do is they rent like a storage shed for their body while they're in stasis so that they can't run into each other. It's really, really weird. But towards huh. towards the end of the movie, there's a guy who what he does 
the main character, he goes back in time because there's two copies of each person all the time now because of the way they've done the loop. So there's a one who's doing the reality and one who's not in reality, who's like the person who went back in time, which is crazy as shit, dude. And we all know that it can't be real until it's measured. Exactly. Thank you, quantum theory. <laughs> but <laughs> one of the guys has all the conversations like on recording in his ear and he has listening to earbuds all the time. Uh-huh. And so he's doing these conversations to make sure that reality goes the way it's supposed to go. And the other guy flies way, way far away and is working like in an oil field in like Dubai to stay away from his actual self so that they don't ever interact because of the possible consequences that they have. But that movie is is such a mind bender and you have to watch it. $7,000. You have to watch it three or four times to get any idea of what's going on. Like, I gave a really shitty interpretation right there, and I apologize for that. Like, the movie is way better than I made it sound for $7,000 for sure. But it's so mind-altering and mind-bending that you're just like, what? How did they come up with this? And, but I think it's one of the best time travel movies that I've ever seen. And it's on Netflix right now, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, time Crimes sounds like it's a lot like that, which mm-hmm. I have seen that. I've Even seen Time Crimes. I've seen okay, Time Crimes. I enjoyed Time Crimes. Yeah, absolutely. That was very good. Uh, I think that's also on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's see what else uh, had like a, a really deep effect on me. Um, man, there's a lot of examples that I have and I'm trying, I'm going to talk through some just so I can kind of sure, settle sure. on one because I'm not sure what this third one needs to be just okay. yet. Okay. I'm still kind of mulling it. Well, give me some, some options. Of the mulling process. Give me some options. Some of the more recent ones, I'm just going to throw names out. Dark City. Sure. Jacob's Ladder. Oh, yeah. Uh, Messed up. Natural Born Killers. <laughs> oh, story about Natural Born Killers. Yeah. Um, we're flying uh, to D.C. on our- Wait a minute, wait a minute. But this is the first time I saw Natural Born Killers. This on is my an st- airplane? No, no, not on an airplane. We're going to D.C. for our eighth grade like field trip, and then we get to D.C., and we're in our hotel room, and people, one of the guys figured out how to rent movies that we weren't supposed to watch. Like, there was, And you chose. There was, no, there was no porn on the thing. It was just a channel. It was a channel that you, you tried. Know, there was a channel. Of course you we tried. tried. There's an eighth grade boy. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I shall not be. I shan't be stopped. I'm pretty sure we had all just sat there in the bed, like, "Oh my god, I gotta, we gotta Doing take what? We gotta take turns in the shower real quick." You know what I'm saying? He's like getting a circle. Yeah, never done that. <laughs> never done that. But uh, we figured out, we figured out that you could watch the uh, the adult channel, not the adult film channels, but like channels with radar movies. So that's the first time I watched Natural Born Killers. Okay, good story. It is a good story, and actually, it's a halfway decent movie. So it is. It's not. Uh, so okay. That now I guess that's a front runner. Um, <laughs> altered states. Never seen it. Okay, that may be it. Uh, that's a Ken Russell film. Okay, uh, Ken Russell. Ah, uh, man, he did nothing but weird shit. Sounds like my kind of guy. Uh, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say he's up there with Cronenberg and Lynch. Um, you know, I think. I think Clockwork Orange needs to be in the discussion as well. Um, yeah, that's one I, of those. Maybe that's not. One that's one of those standards, though. I think. Yeah, I think that's a standard for sure. Um, but I think Altered States. Uh, I think I think that I think that wins for me uh, in this competition. Okay. Just because of the way it was filmed, we've got William Hurt. 
I want to say it was maybe it was early 80s. I'm not sure. Okay. I'm not sure of the exact year, but Ken Russell's done some messed up movies. Uh, one of the movies he did was uh, Lair of the White Worm with mm-hmm. Hugh Grant and mm-hmm. Amanda Donahoe. That's yeah. pretty crazy. Uh, he, he did Tommy. He did Tommy. Really? Who? Yeah, he did Tommy. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Wow. That's kind of messed up, too. <laughs> it's kind of messed up. <laughs> uh, Filmmakers, I think, in general are just messed up is what we're discovering. But Altered States, uh, William Hurt... You know, it's been so long since I've seen it, so I'm going to know. I know I'm going to screw up some of the details, but I know he's a scientist. I'm not sure if he was like an anthropolo- anthropologist. Uh, that doesn't make sense. Uh, he he was something. He was he was something. He, he was, was doing a, he, he was, was definitely some, something. He was down there in the basement doing some experiments. Um, but no, he had a. What really stuck out in my mind is that he had a deprivation tank. And part of this study is that you, I don't know if you're familiar with what, what a deprivation tank is. It's like a big structure yeah. that's full with water, mm-hmm. not completely full, but it's soundproof. You lay in the water, you float, and basically you can't see, it's silent, and you're not touching anything other than water, so you're floating. Mm-hmm. So it it's... it's uh, Basically, it's uh, cutting off all your sensory input. Yeah, they use that in Fringe. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Uh, didn't I guess I didn't watch enough Fringe to get to that. But, okay. But that's what's going on here, and so the basically he starts to regress, and oh man, he he starts turning into more of a caveman type character. But while he's in this tank, he has these visions. And the way that it was filmed, it was just, ah, oh, I don't know, man. It just really messed with me. Hmm. Uh, I mean, it was like this one scene where he's seeing this vision of this creature, man creature that has like a goat head with all these eyes. And it's just, ah, oh, it stuck with me to this day. Nice. Uh, but this concept of regression Mm-hmm. This concept of of reverting back to a more primal state, um, it, it just blew my mind. And so, I would put that on. If you haven't seen the movie, I think it's worth because it's very well acted. If you've never seen a Ken Russell movie before, uh, that's definitely one you would want to check out. Uh, I would actually put Ken. I would. Who hasn't seen Cronenberg or Lynch? Right. But go ahead and put some Ken Russell movies up there as well because okay. they're a good time. Uh, he's done some that are just true; they're kind of bad. I can get with that though. Uh, he's done, but he's done a ton of stuff. So you mm. just hit up IMDb and you can see what he's done. He he he's done a ton of stuff. Sure. But I think Altered States for me, uh, just I don't know. It just it just stuck with me mm-hmm. and and. Even now, I'm like struggling to explain why, and and I'm not sure why that is, but it I don't know. I guess it hit me at more of a subconscious level. Sure, and and I think that's okay. I think it's okay to not be able to put your finger on why something had effect on you. You just know that it did that it because did. you feel it. Yeah, it's one of you those feel it. One of those types of thought where you like I don't know why it just worked. Um. I think the close, the next closest one uh, was Jacob's Ladder, mm-hmm. just because I thought 
that Tim Robbins uh, uh, performance in that was really good. Yes, it was. Um, He's good in everything, though. Yeah, I can I can agree to mm-hmm. that. But I think that I think that's it. I would say the Matrix, the original Planet of the Apes, and Altered States okay. are high on on my list of movies that really just had a deep personal effect on me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and actually changed the way that I looked at things, the mm-hmm. way that I looked at the world, the way I thought about things, mm-hmm. and maybe even helped me make changes. That's cool. In the way that I did things. Yeah, and for, I, for the better or the worse. Yeah, but, <laughs> but it certainly changed you. But yeah, absolutely. But yeah, the third one I wanted to talk about was a, I would struggle with too because there's like four, mm. and I think I've narrowed it down. Like I really like Inception. But I don't feel like we need to talk about Inception because if you haven't seen Inception, you're an idiot. Go see Inception because it's worth seeing and it and it can mess with your mind for sure. The ending of that was a little harsh. I know that was a little I, harsh. It was, a little, <laughs> it was a little harsh. Um, another one was Donnie Darko. Ooh, yeah. Uh, oh, yes. Donnie Darko yes. was certainly. Why are yes. you wearing that man suit? <laughs> you know, and yes. and Patrick Swayze's character. You know, normally I like the Swayze, but. On that movie, you're not a fan of him. Oh no! And then oh, uh, Fight Club is another one that's kind yeah. of mind bending. That that was on there too, but I just yeah. I see the one that I want to talk about. I don't feel like I got a lot of press, um, but it's The Machinist. Oh uh, yes, with Christian Bale. Yes, have you ever seen that? I have seen parts of it. I mean, the dude lost like eighty pounds. He looked he looks like he was gonna die. He looks dead. He <laughs> looks dead in the movie. He, but the way that movie is filmed is so haunting and it's just dark the whole time and he can't sleep, he can't eat, and you have no idea what's going on with him the whole time the movie is happening. And there's these characters that he makes up in his mind, but you find out that they're not actually in his mind. Um, I don't I don't should I spoil the plot? It's fine. Okay, it's ten it's, years it's old. Been, it's gonna say it's been out for a while. And so it's over ten years. I think it came out in two thousand four. So what happened was what happened was Christian Bale, he he was trying to. There was a memory that he was trying to remember, but his subconscious mind had done such a good job of making him forget it that he couldn't get it out. And what it was is he was driving in his cool, you know, Camaro or whatever kind of car it was, and he ran over a little girl and Ooh. killed her and then drove away. It was a hit and run, killed a little girl, and he was super conflicted and torn up about it, but he couldn't figure out why during the whole movie. So he loses all this weight, can't sleep, can't eat. The only comfort he gets is when he sleeps with this prostitute that he has to pay, of course, because she's a prostitute. But it's got Jeremy Ironside in it. Is that his name? Mm-hmm. That, that could Michael be. Ironside. Michael Ironside. Yeah, Jeremy Irons, Michael Ironside. <laughs> got those two confused. Uh, you shouldn't. No, I just got their names mixed up. I know they're One's totally an Oscar winner. I know they're totally different. Um, One's they're awesome. both cool. Both cool, just different. One's a little more different uh, caliber of actor. Yeah, different caliber, caliber is probably the right. But um, there's a scene <laughs> where he's uh, they're working working a machine shop, right? Like a and that's why oh, imagine that. That's why he's called the, the machinist. Machinist, you say? But um. <laughs> Ironside gets his arm cut off by one of the machines because he gets it stuck stuck in it because Christian Bale's character and then goes on to star in uh, Starship Troopers. Yes, absolutely. Because he lost his he yeah. had a mechanical arm. He did. So it was son of a that was it all ties together. Man, how did I do that? 
But the way the movie is filmed, <laughs> um, you have you have no idea what's going on with him. You have no idea what's happening. And then the revelation at the end, because he's projecting that happening on someone else. He there's this guy named Ivan in the movie that he is projecting like this guy is the one who did something wrong. When it wasn't Ivan, it was Christian Bale's character. And towards the end of the movie, he finally figures it out. And when he figures out, like, oh, my gosh, I'm the one who did this, he goes and turns himself into the cops. And as, he, as soon as he's, like, taken back into the cell, he lays down and sleeps for, like, the first time in six, seven months. Huh. Because he's like, oh, my gosh, I figured this out, and this is who I am. But it is mind-bending while you're watching it. How do you not sleep for six or seven months? I don't know, dude. That's not possible. I understand this. Your I mean, body would maybe shut ha- you down. But like little, maybe little doses and stuff like Fif- that. Maybe mm-hmm. 15, but I mean, 30 minutes. Losing 80 pounds, you know, because he's just... Oh, he looked like death, Oh, dude. he can't eat. But that movie is worth seeing, for sure. It's Christian Bale is not my favorite actor by any means but i think he does a good job in this movie and it's it's it just messes with your mind and it's one hmm. of those movies that i remember like it made me so deeply uncomfortable that i'm not sure i could watch it again hmm. because it made you really uncomfortable and mess with your mind okay so and then those other ones i talked about donnie darko i think would be the next one that you should see i'm not gonna talk about that one but that's a great movie it's worth seeing i think any of the movies that we mentioned if you haven't seen are completely worth seeing Absolutely, for sure. yeah, for sure. Take our opinion for it. It's as long as not M Night Shyamalan, because thank you. In, oh, thank in, you for in, not putting him on the list. But but I would honestly, have lost every bit of respect for well, you. Well, come on now, honestly though, Sixth Sense that that's a mind bender. I'm not gonna that changed a lot. That was a game changer. I'm not gonna disagree with but you on Sixth Sense. Wad exactly with one movie because in what <laughs> Signs, no, Unbreakable, Lady in the Water, get out of here with the that Village. Crap. It he the Village idiot. He is guilty of trying to recreate absolutely. And, Six cents. And that's what I meant when I said I don't think the Wachowskis are doing that at okay. all. I would agree with you there. I, I don't I, I think agree. they're succeeding. I think they're making what they want to make. Mm-hmm. Maybe not always succeeding, but they're not trying to recreate the wheel. Yeah, he always has this crazy shock. Oh, it's gotta have twist. Right. It's and, gotta have twist. And everybody has to sign a confidentiality thing where you can't talk about the movie. Oh, it's close set. We're gonna film it in the backwoods of my house so that no press isn't allowed here. And so, but at this point, I think he could film a movie and nobody would give a shit. Well, but that said, do we do we wanna take a look at Wayward Pines? No. No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> I mean, it's got a pretty good cast. After he butchered Avatar. I have. I just don't know that I can do anything to. I can't bring myself to watch anything he does. Okay. But because I'm Avatar is special to me, and the, that movie had such potential. And they said M Night Shyamalan was directing. I was like, son of a bitch. It <laughs> <laughs> was exactly did you ruin my thought. Your childhood. I mean, I was in a child when Avatar <laughs> came out, but it's such a good cartoon and it's such a great premise. And I think it's it's one of my favorite cartoons. And it's not as good as Dragon Ball Z, but. I mean, what is? But the movie could have been so good if they'd have gotten a real director. Not as good as the Dragon Ball Z movies. Wasn't it like two of those? Uh, One or two. Are you talking the live action movies? Yeah. Oh, those are hot garbage. Okay. <laughs> those, those, are, those are worse than the Avatar movie. Oh, yes. Yeah. Those need to get bent. Yeah, exactly. That's what needs to happen with those. Exactly. But there's All no right. way you could translate Dragon Ball Z to a movie. But Avatar, you easily could have. Uh, you know, those are all great examples. Thank you. If, uh, 
if you have an example, let us know. Yeah, let us know. I I I could talk about this kind of stuff for a long time. I, I could too. I actually I could talk about the movie Dark City probably for half an hour. Uh, uh, Donnie Darko, I could go an hour, which yeah. is why I decided not to talk not about to do it. it. Yeah, uh, but it wasn't a game changer for me. But it, it was original, exactly, and I appreciated it. Mm-hmm. I loved it. So didn't quite make the cut for you know having that deep personal you, effect you can't be real pithy about it either no and that's I can't not be one of those things you can no, be pithy about i can't about. really wrap it up succinctly mm-hmm. uh so but if you have any opinions or there's uh you're welcome to disagree it's hard to disagree with someone when they're talking about someone that had something they're talking about something that had a personal effect on them right uh it doesn't matter if the movie was good or not you can certainly change so, your opinion of us oh absolutely uh and probably should uh they probably do have an opinion well, yeah, everybody has an opinion. That's true. <laughs> yeah, forget that guy. <laughs> uh, but uh, Twitter may not be long enough, so just you want to send me an email or either of us an email, you yeah. can do that. We can we can chat some more. We'd love to. Yeah, I'm Josh at nthcast.com. JD at nthcast.com. Uh, so you can listen to the episodes on our website, nthcast.com. Uh, but we would appreciate it immensely. So much. If you subscribed via iTunes. It'd be which, mind-bending. Mind-bending. <laughs> uh, you can, uh, we, we've shortened the length. We've shortened the link. I said shortened the length. I'm not shortening any length. We, have, we I don't I, have any length to shorten. I feel like we get longer every time. <laughs> you keep cutting the string, you're going to run out. That's right. You know. That's right. Uh, nthcast.com slash iTunes. Look at that. There you go. How creative. So if you can subscribe via iTunes, we would appreciate it. While you're there, if you're not doing anything else, if you want to leave us a rating and a review, we would appreciate just that. Just click as on well. that five star. <laughs> just, that's what I, yeah. Be, I mean, that's, that's just, right. just to click on the five. Just send an email to iTunes and say, uh, I need you to add a six star. Right. Is there uh, any way I can rate this higher? <laughs> Please. Uh, but no, we would appreciate that. If you enjoyed the show, please tell a friend. You can catch us on Twitter at Enthcast. That's uh, me, Josh, at Enthcast. And I'm at Enthcast Metal. That's JD. And next week, episode 33, we're going to do a retrospective of the Terminator franchise. And right. it is going to be... I'm actually very excited about it. I'm excited this. about it, too. I mean, I was kind of... I'm be honest. Let's pull back the curtain. I was a little dreading this episode because of the Sense Eight discussion, but I feel like Terminator will be able to geek out about. I always get worried when there's a topic that I don't feel like we could geek out about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, and I appreciate that. So you think this episode wasn't any good? No, that's not what I'm saying. No, no, I was nervous. <laughs> I, I, I didn't want to shit on Sense Eight too much. Is what I'm saying. Well, I, we did and didn't. Yeah, I think we were honest. Yeah, and I think that's all we can be. What uh, I wouldn't want to be anything else. I don't want to be anything else. Uh, so we may need to be brutally honest with the uh, good old Terminator Genesis. But we can be honest about Terminator 1 and you 2. You know, I read that uh, Cameron said that uh, this is a what he feels is a direct sequel to Terminator 2. Really? Yeah. Nice. So that, I don't know, that's got me intrigued. Gives you hope? Gives me hope. For sure. Me too. Um, so we're going to look at it. 
And uh, but we're going to do a retrospective on the whole franchise, and it may it may be one of those fabled three hour episodes. I don't know. It but, may be. But we will wax poetic on Terminator. Mm-hmm. And uh, so this is uh, this is your opportunity. We've uh, you know how to get a hold of us on email or Twitter. Uh, if there's any comments or questions that you want to add to the discussion on Terminator, please do that. We would love your We're questions. We're giving you a week advance notice. Uh, I want to include as many as possible because I know I know, Terminator 2 is one of those movies uh, that, that's really high up there and had an effect on me because it sure. came out at a certain age. What and- decade did that come out in? I'm just saying. It barely came out in the 90s. But is it still the 90s? It was. Okay. And I said it was 92 a couple of episodes ago when we did Jurassic World. It was 91. We'll for, I was wrong. Nobody, we'll forgive nobody you. corrected me. We'll forgive you. Does it does it count if no one corrected me? Well, I think it just means that nobody cared. Am I wrong if nobody told me I was wrong? You're not wrong until someone measures you being wrong. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Get ready. Terminator. Next week. Terminator. Later. Later.